Hi, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer, and I'll be continuing our discussion on the Book of Romans. This New Testament epistle, or letter, was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most outspoken followers of Christ. Let's pick up where we left off. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, what does peace mean in Scripture? The answer is, the word peace occurs 227 times in the Old Testament, Greek Old Testament, and 92 times in the New Testament. Peace has the idea of living in a spacious place, free of threat and constriction, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. See Psalms 4, 18, and 31. The New Testament contrasts peace with war, fear, and restriction. See Matthew chapter 10, John chapter 20, Hebrews chapter 11, and Revelation chapter 6. Peace comes with salvation and is confirmed by healing. Mark 5 verse 34. The peace of God endures and is comprehensive. John 14 verse 27 and Philippians 4 verse 7. Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 11. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The question is, why is human nature so bad? The answer is, human nature is so bad because there's no bottom to the fall of Adam. In other words, once human nature turned to oppose God, it turned completely, the way a ship turns upside down once it has started to turn over. Consider, on the one hand, the consistency of biblical reports on the complete depravity of the human condition. See Genesis chapter 6, Judges chapter 2, Jeremiah chapter 17, and Mark chapter 7. Even people who do works that appear good may be doing them for selfish, evil purposes. See Isaiah chapter 64 and Matthew chapter 23. On the other hand, consider how universally and passionately fallen human nature is oriented toward its own destruction in what we think, say, eat, and do. Acting so consistently against our own best interests makes no more sense than Adam throwing away paradise, but his action is the cause of ours. Romans 5 verse 12. Since all people have descended from Adam, all are without strength, ungodly, sinners, and enemies of God according to our fallen human nature. All of history bears this out. On the other hand, history is full of people whom the Lord worked in and through to accomplish his good purposes, even among those who would not claim to be Christian. See Isaiah chapter 45, Matthew chapter 23, and Romans chapter 13. Christians remain afflicted with and opposed by this fallen human nature, but are aided in seeking the way of the Lord by the Word, a regenerate soul animated by the Holy Spirit, and the Christian community. See Romans chapter 7, Colossians chapter 3, and Hebrews chapter 10. Chapter 5, verse 8. The question is, why does it say, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us? 
we always have been sinners and always will be? The answer is, according to our fallen human nature, we are always opposed to God, which is why the passing away of this nature is a benefit to us. Paul's point has to do with the grace of God. It's impossible for such fallen human nature to begin to reconcile or ever to reconcile itself to God. God knows this. If God waited for us to do even the smallest thing right, we would never be redeemed. If God wanted to save our lives, he would have to act while we were still his enemies. Since no other condition was possible for us, while we were yet opposed to God by nature, God sent his Son into the world to redeem that nature and to accomplish the promises of grace that regenerate us with a new nature, after the image of Christ. Chapter 5, verse 10. The question is, if we aren't supposed to have enemies, why were we God's enemies? The answer is, since the fall of Adam, we have not once been a single thing we were supposed to be. Romans 3, verses 10 through 18. The Bible says we are enemies of God because that is the condition of our human nature. See chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. The solution for this condition is twofold. One, God uses the law to incapacitate this nature which is opposed to him. And two, God uses the gospel to generate a new person in us who loves God and our neighbor without fail. See Romans chapter 6, Colossians chapter 3, and 1 John chapter 3. Romans chapter 5, verse 18. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. The question is, why should everyone suffer for one man's sin? The answer is, since everyone descends from Adam, everyone has a fallen, contrary human nature just like Adam's. This is a natural, organic consequence, just like having all the other particular traits you receive from your parents. Do you find it interesting that people complain violently about the unfairness of inheriting trouble, but think nothing of taking all the credit and all that is of material value from their inheritance? While a person might claim that being conceived and born into condemnation inherited from Adam is unfair, so is being justified by the sacrifice of Christ under the law for all people. God has justified all people in Christ and provided by this means invaluable and eternal life for us. If God has already justified all and provided for a life of redemption, love, and learning under his gracious care and leading, what would be a person's complaint or reason for not benefiting? If a person is condemned because he has renounced, refused, and despised the grace of God, how is that anyone's fault but that person's? See Luke chapters 13, 14, 15, and 19, and Hebrews chapters 2 through 4. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the questions and answers we've been discussing today. For more helpful tools and a free Bible study guide, visit cph.org. Join me next week as we continue exploring the Book of Romans.